Here we go with another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. Thanks so much for being with us, everybody. I'm Steve Cashel, Chicago Bulls radio host. Joined this week again by Dr. Greg Nicholson. He is a orthopedic surgeon, sports medicine specialist from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, filling in again for Dr. Brian Cole. He works with the Chicago Bulls, Chicago White Sox, also the uh, Chicago Dogs minor league baseball team, amongst other teams and college athletic programs. And uh, Dr. Nicholson, thanks for uh, being with us again. It's great to be here, Steve. Thanks for having me. I forgot to ask you, last week we had the Chicago Sports Summit back on October 3rd at the Hyatt Regency. I got the nice pleasure of... uh, Having a nice uh, crew with me, including Mike Adamley and Jack O'Callaghan and Matt Forte, we had a lot of fun, and uh, I know you did as well. Yeah, it was a great it was a great event. We uh, had the some of the GMs from Chicago, Rick Hahn, um, Mike Reinsdorf, talking about how does the what is the view the you know from the top level uh, down to the grassroots in Chicago, how does the fans interact? We did a, a great segment on uh, women in sports, a, a whole panel of uh, gold medal Olympians um, and what what they see as the future and and what the the issues are going forward in women's athletics so it was a it was a great great event yeah we invite you next year it's always usually that first Wednesday or so in October Chicago Sports Summit and uh, getting bigger and better it's second one I attended and uh, got to be one of the moderators and had a great time put on by Midwest orthopedics at rush we're going to dive right into this show uh, dr nicholson and uh, get someone on that uh, is, is really interesting here the founder and ceo of chicago dance therapy let's bring on erica hornthal and erica thanks so much for joining us here on uh, sports medicine weekly you read about this and so we had to get you on the power of dance for people with parkinson's and uh Wow, Parkinson's disease, Doctor Nicholson. It really uh, it hit home, hit home for me. My dad had it uh, before he passed away um, earlier this year, and uh, so I'm I'm familiar with that. But uh, it's interesting. Erica is helping a lot of people out there. It's uh, it's a disease that affects uh, all systems of the body, and obviously the most obvious is the musculoskeletal system uh, with movement disorder. And the issue about Parkinson's, as you well know, Steve, is it. It can affect different parts of the body different ways. It can be very severe. It can be very subtle. Um, and there's a, a tremendous amount of research and treatment going on. And this is, um, I'm extremely interested uh, because in, in my shoulder and elbow world, uh, the upper extremity is so key in Parkinson's uh, to keep that, that functionality uh, going on. You know, the ability to just grab a glass of water or to write, uh, to type, uh, to drive, those kind of things. So. Absolutely. Erica, thanks so much for joining us here on uh, Sports Medicine Weekly. Uh, Let me begin with this. What is dance movement therapy all about? Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, It's always a pleasure and a passion of mine to talk about dance therapy and um, obviously to talk about it with um, movement disorders like Parkinson's disease. So dance movement therapy is a psychotherapy that uses movement really as the primary form of observation, assessment, even intervention um, within that therapeutic relationship. So it's it can be dance, but it's so much more than that. It's about utilizing and being aware of our bodies as we are going through life, talking about circumstances, or trying to deal with things like mental health. How is it different than a dance class? So dance classes typically um, take the form of instruction. Somebody may be suggesting movements or even showing us what's supposed to be done. And in movement therapy, all 
I should say most, if not all, movement actually comes from our participants, comes from our clients. So in the context of somebody with Parkinson's or a movement disorder, the movements may be small, they may be confined, they may be more rigid, and we find that meeting somebody where they are allows them to move through that as opposed to perhaps feeling a lot of the mental or emotional um, complications that come up with changes in our movement patterns or feeling like we can't do things the way we used to. Um, other, other things that may come to mind are dance classes usually take a certain skill set or a technique. Um, the word dance can be kind of loaded. Oftentimes people feel like they, don't, they can't dance or they have two left feet. Again, if we look at dance in terms of movement therapy as movement, and how we move through life, especially after we're diagnosed with something like a movement disorder, um, it really opens up the possibilities. So let me um, now correct me if I'm wrong here, but it sounds as if, you know, a, a dance therapy class like you're saying would say, OK, uh, patient, I want you to master this or do that. But what it sounds like what you're saying is, hey, whatever your movement is, whatever you're doing Let's enhance that, and, and so they're not afraid of failing into, like you said, two left feet or a dance move that they can't do, but we're maximizing their ability for what they can do. Is that, is that correct? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, another piece of movement therapy is, it's one, it's dealing with that mind-body connection. My mind may be thinking one thing while my body is doing another or vice versa. Um, it's also dealing with the mental aspect of what happens while we're dealing with a diagnosis, through the diagnosis, or just while we are witnessing the changes that our body is taking, um, you know, and, and what that what role that plays on our mental health, having to sit with or, you know, notice how my body is moving differently can take on, you know, people express a lot of grief, anger, all of these emotions that come with the diagnosis. Um, specifically with a movement disorder, what movement therapy allows somebody to do is to be present to those emotions as well as the body changes that are happening. So it may allow them to move freer or to embrace more movement because they're able to, in a sense, relax. When we are dealing with something very heavy, um, it causes tension in the body. So if we can try to relax some of that tension, we can get some more movement out of our muscles, out of our bodies. Um, so we're really trying to play with that balance of mental health and physical health. Um, and, you know, within the context of dance, it may be about getting a certain dance move out of it, but it's really trying to meet the person behind the movement, not just the movement itself. We're visiting with the founder and CEO of Chicago Dance Therapy, Erica Hornthal. Steve Cashel here with Dr. Greg Nicholson filling in this week for Dr. Brian Cole. It's Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. And wrapping it up with Erica, your website is chicagodancetherapy.com. I want to ask you this because we kind of led in with this as well. How does dance therapy help somebody with Parkinson's disease? So time and time again, when I am working with an individual that has Parkinson's, the movement therapy not only allows for a release maybe of tension or just an acceptance in the body, which then allows the body to move a little bit more freely, but 
that mental health aspect where somebody feels empowered or in control over their movements when they feel, you know, out of control most of the time. Um, finding some self-awareness, self-esteem, confidence, and I think mostly finding a voice, whether your symptoms um, affect your voice or, sorry, whether your voice is, is a part of um, the, the symptoms or just being able to stand up for yourself and, and kind of run your life, um, oftentimes that changes with a diagnosis. And finding your voice through your body is so empowering for our clients that they come in thinking that they're going to learn a dance move or, you know, a type of dance, and they leave actually feeling a new sense of self, a new sense of confidence that they didn't have before. Great stuff. Hey, Eric, I appreciate it for everything you do, uh, and we appreciate you joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Thank you for having me. Up next here on Sports Medicine Weekly, we're going to uh, talk about training in thin air with low oxygen and climbing in high altitudes. So stay with us, Sports Medicine Weekly on 670 The Score.